welcome to our next episode of Chatting with the Chunk. You've once again got myself, the Chunk. And your delicious co-host, Ben Goldberg. He is delicious. <laughs> He's a big steak of a man. <laughs> Seasoned garlic. It's, a... <laughs> it's, been a... it's been quite the week, people. We've had problems. Men and women at war, potentially. I'm very concerned about it. The, the flip side of this, which, which has been put out there and makes people angry, but I think it is interesting, is mm. actually that uh, men who've been sexually harassed. Because by definition of sexual harassment, I've definitely been sexually harassed, flipping it the other way around. The amount of times I've been, I've been out and walking up some stairs and a girl has pinched my, my arse or whatever. It's yeah. happened, I mean, at least two times. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, joking aside... It has actually happened, and you know, girls come up to you, and, and a girl come up to you just randomly grinding on you is definitely, arguably, sexual harassment as well. Yeah, but I guess it also depends on how we react to it. Like, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, but, we we are, we we act with different, I guess. But cause... then, it, if you if you flip that and you said, okay, well, you wolf whistle at a woman, it depends how she reacts at it. The act of wolf whistling now is yeah. bad enough, and is actually if if someone enjoys, so if you wolf whistle at a girl when you look like Brad Pitt and they actually really like it, yeah, is that? Is that still sexual harassment under definition? I guess it isn't. I suppose. I suppose it is actually. Think about it, because what if even that girl, if it's Brad Pitt, could not be her type? It really just depends on the girl, I think. But if she, if she enjoys it, if she's happy, it's happened. Can it? Can something be harassment if it's enjoyed? No. Yeah. I I don't think so. I think it depends on the person. It's all down to. I guess you. You just got to watch your intentions. And to be fair, I don't feel like Brad Pitt's wolf whistling at any girls. I feel like (laughs) they're wolf whistling at at At, at Brad Pitt. If it's happening anyway, have you ever? Have you ever experienced sexual harassment, mate? Uh, I wouldn't say so. Um, I've definitely had a. I've had a couple of the old, the older ladies go. Oh, he's a strong man. He's a, he's a big man. I've had some of that in my life. Yeah. I'm all right with that <clears> because your nan don't count. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I don't feel like I've had much sexual harassment in my life. Like anything, if if it if it has happened to me, I've completely gone over my head. Yeah, uh, I've I've had the worst one. I just I've just thought of actually was we was in in the local club and um a man one of the rugby players from the local team came came up to me and he was really drunk and he's a big, big dude. And he was trying to, I don't know this man at all. And he just grabbed me and was trying to like, first of all, he kissed my cheek and I was like, all right, mate, that's, a, that's enough of that. And then he, he was trying to full on kiss me on the lips. And I had my like forearm where his neck is, stopping his lips reaching mine. Oh my and God. he was a really strong, big dude. And people yeah. thought we were having a fight. And I was just like, I don't know what to do here. This is not, this is not something I anticipated, but I guess. And actually there was a feeling I was like, this is mildly worrying because I can't actually get this. I can't yeah, get this guy off. He's really strong. And I imagine if you times that by 50, that's what it must be like for girls. Because there aren't many men I can't get off. Yeah. And whereas there's probably almost every man a, a girl can't get off. And, mm. and therefore... Except for powerlifting women. Yeah, yeah. The Russian shot-putting women. Yeah, um, they'll they crush your head like a melon. <laughs> But they're probably the ones getting me in the headlock. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> what they'll do is they'll take you back to their place, sit in your face and crush your head like a melon. That's how they get their revenge. <laughs> God forbid um, they're extreme Actually, feminists. no. I've just, your story about that has actually just reminded me of a time it apparently I've repressed in my in my brain. Um, Put it away, mate. About the time me, me and a friend of mine, we was with a group of people from my college uh, and we did end up going to a gay bar and I remember in the line, I had this man grab my shoulders Yeah. and I'm turning around like, I'm... I'm not tall. I'm five yeah. foot nine. I yeah. turn around and there was like, I'm not kidding you, a six foot seven man with dreadlocks groping my shoulders going, you're a big boy. 
I remember just being so terrified. I was going, I'm a straight boy. I'm a straight boy. <laughs> do, you think, do you think there's, there's any chance he was just uh, just admire, admiring the amount of work you put in at the gym? I'm fairly certain. This was definitely a sexual advance. He was stroking my shoulders. Like, mm. ha- hand on, sh- on right, shoulder. I- like that, the all five fingers going. I, yeah. I felt really uncomfortable. I remember that. No, it is. It is, and I think it's easy enough to just not try and just, just shut your eyes to the problem and, yeah. and not think about it. But actually, when you if you ever have an experience like this, I feel like this is quite rare. I don't feel like there's actually that many men who've had these experiences, mm. but I, it definitely was eye opening. Yeah, it opened my being, eyes up being, to like how a woman must feel I, in that situation. Yeah, for sure. It's um, I, you know. I've, I I I've spoken to a few girls like since this event, and they've always been said like, yeah, a guy, well, I'll be walking through a club or a pub, and a guy will grope my ass yeah. or like touch my hip, and that makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, oh, um, mate, it's it's such an issue. <laughs> what compels you to do that? Just like if you don't know him, you just, yeah. you immediately just want to go for the bum. Just, yeah, it's why? I don't know, man. It's just it's biology, isn't it? I suppose I'm not making an excuse for it, but it is biology just making them to do it, and they clearly haven't got got control of it. I guess you put. You know, maybe they're uh, they're missing a bit of the old action in their life, and they uh, they haven't had, they've had too many beers and they've lost some control anyway. So you've now got a intoxicated, hormone fueled man, yeah, who's there, and he's just seen a very attractive woman, and he loses all control and he does it, and it's just uh, it must be punished, or that will just. I mean, if it isn't, then that's just going to be. It's just gonna, the the problem's just going to continue. Yeah, that's the thing is, um, like I. Personally, I was never taught one way or the other how to behave around girls in that sense, like in a club. Yeah. Like that. I don't know if you was. No. No. Should I, be a lesson at school. Sh- it kind of should this be. This one's for the boys. <laughs> Hands only allowed between. Oh, I don't anymore. The ankle and the toes? I'm not sure. What. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you allowed to touch? I actually Nowhere. don't know. But this is the point, right? Here's a question. Mm. You get in with a girl, right? Girl comes over. Okay. You're, having a, you're, having a, you're having a kiss with them in the club. Can you put hands on bum? You're kissing them. They have now allowed physical touching of quite the intimate parts of your face I can was, hands now go on arse this is I mean this I would is... say it, it, so she's clearly invited you to like kiss her okay um, oh this is such dangerous territory no 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 I think this is fair like if a girl came up to me in a club and kissed me I'd be like okay she's she's clearly interested in me I think she's attractive my immediate response is like yeah I, I, I'm gonna hold her waist or I'm gonna hold her bum whilst I'm kissing her if she says no then one, I'm a little bit confused why she's kissing me, but I'm then I'm not gonna pursue it. I'm gonna be like, well, this is a bit of a juxtaposition, but interesting. okay. Interesting, mate. It's like, is there, is is a kiss a purely sex? Because grabbing a bum, that yeah. is that is a sexual act. Yeah. That is. There's no, I'm not. Yeah. A, a kiss with someone can be romantic or various other other ways you may see it. Mm. Whereas a, you you. you you, you might kiss a relative, but you're not going to grab their ass. Is is what I'm trying. <laughs> no, but she's fully full on making out. With your t- oh, no, tongues, no, tongues and all. Oh. Do, you, do you kiss your aunt with your tongue? Okay, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> never ever. No, there, never, there ever. you go. Yeah, it's only on weddings. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know she's my aunt. To be fair, neither. <laughs> um, mate, interesting. It's an absolute cesspit yeah. of disaster. I'm sure all we're going to be hearing when we go out now is harassment. That's all we're going to hear. Yeah, but. Whatever, man. It's the new world we live in. I have a question for you. Yes. If a man and a woman are both intoxicated and they end up going back to one of theirs and they have sex, is yeah. it rape? They're uh, both drunk. Uh, what? I mean, that's broad. What? There's... So, so, there's so, no, so they, just, they just go back and they have sex and there's no so, consent. So they've, they've been at a club. They've yeah. been, both been drinking. They get, they, been... they get with each other yeah. in the club. Then they both go back to like one of theirs. Yeah. And they both end up having sex, and then yeah. and then in the morning, for example, 
Because this is true. This happens in real life. Oh, oh, the, the, the girl will call rape. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it, it's all down to specifics. If she at any point says stop, it's obviously rape. Yeah. If she doesn't say any... I mean, you, you've got to be a bit intuitive here because essentially every time you go and have sex, there isn't a form you sign to say no, no. we both consent and you and you sign it. Yeah, yeah. And you sign away your, your vagina for the evening. Yeah, yeah. That, no. that, isn't, that isn't what happens. So you, you've really got to read that situation at, yeah. as, it, as it comes. Because the guy can just be as drunk and not really no, no, remember I, the night I, I don't think I don't think the intoxication really comes into it either way because it's gonna, you've got to just follow the same rules you'd follow if it was sober. This is never ever going to talk itself out, by the way. I, I'm fully <laughs> believing this situation is never going to completely... You think it will be Absolutely. an endless cycle. What, at what point will there be zero percent sexual harassment on this in this planet? I mean, that is the goal, isn't it? Obviously, yeah. to to get zero percent sexual harassment. I mean, you've got the. Let's also bear in mind the fact that it's not like men don't realise that sexual harassment is bad, and a large percentage of what sexual harassment is, men doing it know it's bad. Yeah, so telling them something is bad, which they know is bad, is not going to stop, stop it anyway. Them. How do we stop it then? Well, you've got you can just lower it as much as possible. Yeah, you can lower you can it as get much the numbers, as possible. Get the numbers you, down. There will never be a day where it's like, yeah, we've got. Z- there's been zero, zero sexual harassment, just uh, whatever scenarios that have occurred this year. We've had none at all. When will that happen? Yeah, because if that happens, you're at least going to get the girls, and there are some girls who will make up sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. So at least they are going to be on the list anyway, which will yeah. bump it up. So, <sighs> mate, there was a there was a guy I, there was a guy I knew. Um, I, I won't say names, but he actually got John sa- Smith. <laughs> he actually got sacked from his work job because uh, he was with a female coworker and he, she'd just gotten engaged. Yeah, and she was talking to everyone about the ring in like the, the lunchroom, and he went, "Oh, that's sweet." Uh, he got down on one knee because you got down on two. Oh. And, and within forty-five minutes of him making that joke, HR came to his office and fired him. He was really? Out, he was out the security escorted him out. I guess that is that that is under definition of sexual harassment. That is. She fair. she went straight to HR and reported him. God. Yeah. It was it was like that. Okay. Oh, do you know what worries me a bit? Yeah. Is how, like, lots of it is valid, but at which point does it become where actually j- jokes and things can't happen either? Yeah. Right. I, we me I saw this with my dad the other day, and we were saying at. Ops, there's a very fine line and there's a grey area in the middle yeah. where you've got... At, wh- at what point can does all humour have to stop for the protection of the sensitive people? Mm. So, lo- lots of sexual harassment is very bad. Yep. You've got jokes in the middle that are a bit of a grey area. Yeah. And actually, most humour is funny because it's naughty, it's cheeky, and it's a bit on the edge. Mm. You know, you, you get towards the edge of what's allowed and you sort of giggle because it's wrong. Look at any stand-up comedian. Yeah. They're all they're, they're yeah. all doing it, right? No, no one's telling funny jokes about something innocent because it's not as funny. It's no. not. So that's for the likes of Michael McIntyre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. very family-friendly yeah. stuff. It's not what everyone wants. But the majority of them, then, um, it's it's, and the point is, to, does all humour have to stop in order to protect the sensitive? I'm not saying anyone who hates sexual harassment is sensitive. I'm saying. There are some who are overly sensitive. You're, you're thinking broad terms that yeah. anything could be offensive sort yeah. of thing. And what just a complete council culture in which, in <sighs> the end, it you, you basically we all have to just be absolutely loving and fr- imagine how boring that would be. <laughs> I reckon no, because I I, just, I reckon it won't be because I reckon enough people in oh. the world will ha- will not accept that and yeah. be fed up with that oh, and dude. like go against it completely. For, yeah, for, for clarity, I, that's not what I think. Will no, happen. that's what you're worried yeah. about. That's, yeah, that's what I. Yeah. That, that's. In order for this to go as far as possible, that's where it'd have to go to. Um, <laughs> which is, it sounds like a pretty boring place. So there needs to be some balance here, yeah. you know. But in general, basic statement, sexual harassment's bad, we don't like it, but slagging off men in your posts isn't going to get him on board and therefore 
this thing's never going to change because yeah. you're pushing away the people you need to help you, essentially. One, one other extreme, mate. Yeah. One, one, yeah. one example of this extreme scenario. So I was, again, in the local club. We did we have done more of our lives than just going to the local club, but <laughs> it, it is a shithole as well. It's now the local pub. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we, I went up to the bar, right? Just ordering a drink. I've gone up. I mean, I was ordering WKD. Don't. Don't judge me. What are you eighteen, George? No, I was, I was, I was definitely twenty-two. I was, oh no, I was twenty-two. What flavour? Uh, just the blue one. <laughs> oh no! I know I've got a vagina. Um, <laughs> and and, and, and um, they, I went to the bar. Right? I've ordered, I've ordered my vagina juice, and they, uh, I, I've, I'm waiting for it to be to to be delivered. Um, and there's a girl next to me, right? Yeah. And I just say to her, I'm like. Oh, you're right. How you doing? Not, not even chatting this girl up, right? I'm literally just saying hello. She turns to me, and goes, "No, I've got a boyfriend." Like that. Yeah. No, no nothing. Not a hello back. And I went, that, "That's that's very nice. I'm glad you managed to capture a man." Um, I'm <laughs> just saying hello, but she went, "Oh, sorry, babe." And I was like, Do "You know what? Within whatever we, we've been talking, we've actually been conversing for four seconds here, three of which I wish we weren't." So honestly, yeah, let's just just turn back round and. and Please go away. And that, if we get to that point, mm. that is what I'm worried about. That, that raises, yeah, if you can't physically go up and speak to women. Because yeah. here's, here's a fun fact. It doesn't speak for all girls, but you know you're out there, okay? You don't message first. You, no, you, you don't. You never message first. Well, that's, wait, they don't message first. And let's say 10% do message first. Yeah. All those 10%, 10% of that 10% are going to walk up to a bloke in a, in a bar or something. Yeah, yeah. So 1% of girls roughly are approaching dudes in bars and actually chatting them up. Because actually, probably 30% of blokes actually have the balls to do that. It's bloody scary. Yeah, it's I do, scary. I, mate, I, am, I am shitting myself when I have to go up to a girl. And I'm like, by the time I get there, I'm so flustered and drunk. Yeah. So you've got the double whammy here. I'm nervous as it is. Red face. And I'm drunk. Red face. Probably haven't shaved properly. Blurry vision. I'm there looking like some sort of, some sort of hungry yeti stumbling <laughs> over to these women. By which point I go, all right, babe. Just, just rush them out at the end. I mean, what chance have I got? And now you're on top of that, the potential of me sexually harassing them. It's not good, mate. It's not looking good, is it? Does it raise the the chance that you have now? No, I definitely, yeah. definitely not. I've got no chance. Luckily, I'm in a, in a happy relationship, so it doesn't really matter. There you go, you and know. she 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 sort of started it with me. Men. What's the best way to describe the way our brain works? Right, a slightly more intelligent version of a chimp. <laughs> we're one of the we we we're an etch a sketch. Right? Very one straight lines. 2D. Yeah, very 2D. very 2D. Women of Rubik's Cubes. Oh, here that, we go. That is, that is my definition of it. And what you've got is drunk etch-a-sketches stumbling Imagine around the squiggles. a Rubik's Cube shop. That's what you've yeah. got. And I mean, funny enough, it barely ever works out very well. Has an etch-a-sketch ever figured out a Rubik's Cube? Definitely no. not. No. Definitely <laughs> not, my friend. And, no. and, and, and most Rubik's Cubes can give a shit about etch-a-sketches. There you so, go. There That's you go. It. And they won't even consider looking, going up <laughs> speaking They don't need to. They're better. All right. <laughs> There's some female empowerment for you there. Go on, suck it up, ladies. You love it. Uh, oh, moving on. God, next moving topic. Moving on, mate. Right. I'm annoyed, Ben. Why are you annoyed, George? <laughs> I'm not happy at all. Why? I'm not upset about it. <laughs> Education's flawed, mate. Education system. By the way, this episode is generally about society, so we're trying to wrap up what's been going on. And one of the main things that's going on is education. Yep. And I'm, I'm annoyed about it, Ben. Right? Okay. It doesn't... Here we go, right? We, we, we're currently in a system, okay? Uh-huh. Let, let me just describe this system to you. So we are born, right? You're born, your mum births you, brilliant. Amazing act of, of, you know, physical, mental, and I guess, so, you know, social aptitude, and that she's actually managed to find a man. Um, and you're born, you don't ask for it, and then for the first four years of your life, you are taught to walk and talk. 
And every time you slightly develop in both of these areas, you are completely rewarded for it. Beautiful, right? Mm. You hit four. You're, you're, at the, you're at your peak you've ever been at for talking. You're managing to jog and run a bit now, and your mum's clapping every time you do it. And then you enter the schooling system, and they go, right, you're going to shut up and sit down for 14 years, off the bat, completely contradicting what you've just had to do for the first four years of your life, yeah. right? And also going against general instincts, particularly, I mean, it is for men and women, but slightly worse for boys, I feel. And this is one of the main reasons boys struggle slightly more at school than girls do as well. Because we're just full of, just we just want to run around yeah. and break things and fight and just... Ah! Um, and you then force through this education system. Important exams, probably starting with your SATs and things in year six. So you're 11. You've existed for 11 years. And they're going, right, we're going to start putting on the pressure ovens now, which are the examinations that yeah. we have to sit. You're going to have your SATs, first of all. Let's see these. And what we're also going to do is we're going to split you all into different table groups. So you're going to have all the smart kids at one end and you're going to have all the dumb kids at the other end and you're going to put them all in a big ladder and each table is going to get attention based on how smart they are. What this doesn't mean is that the dumb kids at one end can't learn off the more apt kids yeah. at the other end, right? So you're just <laughs> batching them all together. So funny enough, all the really academic kids at one end are all bouncing off each other and learning. You've got all the kids at the other end who couldn't give less of a shit about school and they're all struggling, and then you're sat to sit, you do your 11 plus, and only the kids on the top score really push forward to go and do it. Those that get through it, then go, and you've got to private schools, which is a massive capitalist thing. Yep. You've got to grammar schools, which again is fairly capitalist, not so much, because you can actually earn your way in, but, but even so, and you've got comprehensive schools. Each one of these schooling systems also broken into categories where you're ranked top to bottom. Yep. So let's just imagine now, some poor kid has started at primary school, Right, they've been in the bottom set of everything throughout the whole system. They're shit out at the end of primary school, into the bottom set of the one of the bottom schools because that's what they've managed to get into at this point. Okay, we've only hit year seven, Ben. Right, <laughs> right. We then rank up for all these systems: pressure oven, mocks, pressure oven, GCSEs. You're basically told they will dictate the rest of your life because of what you get in your GCSEs will either affect the A levels you do or the college you go to. Right, one way or the other. Problem. We're 14, 15 here at this point, yep. maybe 16, trying to sit these, sit these exams. At this point, just for reference as well, your body is absolutely popping off with hormones and things. Girls have just grown lumps on their chest out of nowhere. They're beginning to projectile vomit blood out of their vaginas, right? On the other side of this, you've got men just engulfed with testosterone and hormones. All they want to do is run around, punch and shag things, right? That is it. That's all they do. And they're mixing in classrooms and things while you're telling them that they've got to go through the pressure oven process for the next four years, two years of which is GCSEs and two years of which is A-levels. By the way, guys, if you've survived this, welcome to college and A-levels, right? <laughs> you get them. Maybe you manage to scrape and pass your way through these as well. You get to the end. If you go to college, if you go to uni... Mm -hmm. or you come out of school when you go to uni, that's going to be 50 grand in debt, and if you get to the end of that, you're going to struggle to get a job at the end. <laughs> there we go, mate. Right? All I'm saying is, <laughs> this system has not changed for 120 <clears throat> years. Surely there is a better way of doing things than we currently have. Right, so let's unpick that. <laughs> Mate, I feel like that's been boiling in your, right. in your heart for a while. I'm not happy. And I'm actually someone that succeeded academically. Yeah. So I can only imagine what people feel who haven't succeeded. Yeah. I can only imagine. I'm sorry, guys. I'm yeah. sorry no one has worked this out better yet. Yeah. For reference, right, I'd actually... I That hit home with a lot of me because I would, I would describe myself as average in school. 
Like I, I was not by any means like a superstar child. Most of my teachers just didn't pay attention to me, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and so I, I always found myself in the tables of like average. Yeah. So which mid. Yeah. So from from A to C, from A to E group, you were C group. Yeah, I was like C group. Yeah. But I was, so I was not, I was nothing exceptional. But I, did, I didn't really try too hard at school because yeah. I, I found it all boring. Yeah. Honestly, I, and I think that that to begin with is the worst issue is we're not taught practical skills yeah. from a young age. Yeah, for sure. Or we, or, but maths I get, right? Because yeah. everyone uses maths, even though we all technically use calculators now. Yeah, yeah. Um, maths, can, maths can be helpful. I maths think. can be helpful, but we let's be real, we all have calculators now. Yeah. We can do it. As long as you learn, you learn how to use a calculator. There, I think with maths, there are a few jobs. Like my job, yeah. I actually need some knowledge of maths to, to, to do it, but 98% of jobs, you don't need... Yeah. A level of maths past calculator. But you ability. need, like, the, you just know the formulas and that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's what you need to be taught then more than anything is the formulas. Like, and then everything else is like, how do you use this formula on a calculator? Yeah. Because that's basically where you're going to be using yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Sure. English, I get, but like, poetry, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't understand Mate, poetry. So, some of these projects, so for instance, not, not life skills we had, mm. yeah. Not, not which didn't include religious studies because I actually think religious studies is quite an important one because yeah, you need to yeah. understand other cultures and things. But that's an important you, one. You've got mate, life skills in which that I don't even know what they taught us in life no. schools because it definitely wasn't how to how to get yourself a mortgage, how interest rates work, what inflation is, things like this that we will have to yeah. go and just look up ourselves. What is the stock market? Like, yeah. to, if you haven't gone and looked that up, some kid being churned out of a comprehensive school somewhere has not got an understanding yeah. of, of, of what that even is. He has no concepts of stock markets or how to invest his money or, or any or any anything no. other avenue other than he might end up being like a labourer. Yeah. Like, because his, his dad was. Yeah. yeah. And, and I remember saying, I remember someone telling me once, you're not meant to learn that at school. Your parents are meant to teach you. But the question I want to ask is, how are your parents meant to teach you when they were never taught themselves? Exactly, mate. And they, your your grandparents were never taught. Yeah, mate, it's, sure. it's stupid because Rel- relying, relying on your parents to teach you some of the most vital skills is one of the most shocking social experiments I can possibly think yeah. of to do. Let's be real. It's like, well, it'll work <laughs> if all the parents teach their kids correctly. Let's bear in mind some parents are pretty shocking as well. Yeah, it's yeah. not like they actually care that much about the kids. Just go to school, and that's a way of getting them out of the house for a while. Yeah, it's not really. You know, they're not that bothered about the core education their kids are receiving, mate. In terms of, if the let's just look at how much you know technology has come in the last hundred and twenty years when we you know we we didn't have anything that even resembled remotely a computer, and we've gone from literally doing things on a what was do you know those those um the boards are called where you've got the little things you slide across the abacus where you've got abacus yeah, abacus yeah you've got you've gone from having an abacus to an iPhone. Yeah. Right. You look at that rate of change and you compare that to the rate of change in the education system, which actually hasn't changed at all other than probably that uh, religious studies has become a less important part of education. Which is kind of silly. Yeah. Yeah. And considering how diverse as a country, especially the UK is now, you'd think it'd be better yeah. if we learnt more about like, well, in the UK we have quite large amounts of like, Muslims and like Sikh populations, don't yeah. they? Especially like the area we live. There's a giant Sikh temple in Gravesend. Yeah, and yet we and yet I don't know anything about their religion. Mate, it is it, I was it, never taught. Let's if you just run through it a minute. Like, <laughs> you leave school, you don't really know a lot about you know racism. 
yep. being against racism, yep. what racism is. Mm. You don't really understand any sort of financial systems unless you happen to study econ- e- economics as well. Yep. You leave unable to cook anything because they haven't taught you that. You don't know how to procure any sort of financial system like, you know, getting a mortgage broker, anything like that. But you do know what happened in World War Two, which I'm not saying isn't important, but I'm saying in terms of living a productive life, it probably isn't as far up the list. But George, we all know now French and German. <laughs> well, actually, amazing. I mean, we should all be forced to learn Chinese, mate. If we all were forced to learn Chinese, then we'd have like two of the, the two biggest spoken languages on the planet <laughs> under our belt. If you imagine you got to, every kid was taught because when you when you're like four, your brain yeah. is essentially a sponge for information. Oh yeah, you yeah. just screw it up and release it, and it sucks all the all the information mm. like like a sponge would do with water. And if if you taught kids from four to speak Mandarin, by the time they're eighteen, most of them are fluent. You have a, one session a day, every day for their entire education, yeah. half an hour. You'd know it by heart. But just, you'd speak Chinese and know the alphabet and all the rest of it. Yeah, you see a lot of countries in Europe, like Sweden, 80% of the population speak English. I know, mate. Well, it's like, mate, go pop over to Calais, France, yeah. mate. Yeah. If we go, hello, they'll be just be speaking to you. Some of them speak a better English yeah, than I, I do. I've told you, but I've said in the podcast before, I, I lived in Europe, everyone I spoke to, I'd say like 70% of people I spoke to out there knew English, I'm who a, were it, native Germans and Austrians. It's that. funny how they all bother learning the language spoken by the people who couldn't give a shit about learning their languages. It, it, it's it? weird. It's, it, is it arrogance on our part? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I would say this. I love being English, don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. But I think we're just such an entitled oh, yeah. bunch. <laughs> we're just literally like, no, you speak our language, please, thank you. We're not going to learn Chinese because, well, can't be bothered, really. I mean, technically, if it wasn't for America and Russia, we wouldn't even have won World War Two. I, yeah, I, I know it's a controversial statement, but it's true, UK, it, suck it. <laughs> Absolutely. We, I mean, we're small, we're... we're if we hadn't had the channel in World War Two, we'd been overtaken. Um, but yeah, essentially, the point of this segment is that we're not happy with the education system, mate. It needs we're, it needs changed. All right. So, question: What would be your first steps to changing it? Like, you can't change it overnight, but you can. Yeah. You're the so, minister of education. I, I, so actually, in terms of what's taught at primary schools, I have a less of an issue. Okay, I think probably just it, and I, I, they always spend quite a lot on, on education, but. More funding just immediately sent in to the education systems. I think one of the biggest issues is you've currently got overpopulated classrooms of kids. So you've got yeah. 32 kids in a classroom, mm. one teacher trying to learn. And you, you're, the whole classroom is only going to be as good at learning as the bottom five kids in the class are. Because yeah. they're all going to be making the most noise and distracting all the other kids, right? Mm. You split that 32 into 16 and you have two classes yeah. for every one that there is at the moment. It means more employable, more jobs, sorry, and more employability for teachers. So you're creating more, more, more job openings there mm. as well. More, more um, teachers can come in and, and get jobs. And it probably, and, and if you've got more schooling and more funding going into schools, it'd probably be able to boost the salary up. It'd be more of an attractive job role for people as well. And it'd be less stress on the teachers mm. because they've got less marking and things to do as well. So first of all, you just do that for the whole schooling system. Yeah. You sp- split all the classes mm. in half. You've got more... C- concentrated teaching per student more jobs available and more teachers who are going to be interested in it due to the increased funding and probably the increased salaries as well it's funny you mentioned the funding because we've been able to just put 16 billion into defense like, oh, it could have easily gone in there classic <laughs> we, actually 16 yeah billion. we recently like I, I think the uk was spend something like i think it was 40 or 60 billion a year right we already spend on defense and boris johnson's just gone and put another 16 point Eight nine billion. God. I mean, I, I, this is what I would say about these things because we spend enough. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, we don't know why he's done that. We don't know what what they've heard through their back channels. Because, but 
In fact, I see your point. I mean, imagine that 16 billion had gone going into, into education. education. Yeah. Oh my God, we could have done so much with that. No, man, no. The, the yeah. second thing I was going to say was, so once you've sorted out the classroom size and mm. getting as much funding in as possible, um, uh, the second thing mainly is going to be to have a proper review of the actual education syllabus in terms of what lessons are taught and things. Because there are a lot of lessons taught at the moment, which I feel are a bit... Shit. a waste of time or maybe there should be more choice in if you actually learn them or not yeah like and parents could maybe help with this or whatever like if their kids going to go to school should they be spending three to four hours a week learning geography mm. if they don't care about it they're never going to care about it they're not going to remember it because they're not interested in it and all that cut time could be spent on engineering or something which they're actually really interested in and they want to go and use instead and if you did a full review of the full education syllabus and did that so you've now got kids doing lessons they're more interested in there's less of those kids per classroom, so they're yeah. being taught more efficiently. I feel like the general population is going to be coming out far more educated, probably far smarter, and it would just work a lot better. I think that's a really good point. Um, personally, what I'd like to see is if we could begin... Like, when we do English and Maths and Science, I would love to be able to um, put things that are actually going to help us in real life. Like, in, in Maths, like, we could combine Maths and Economics, and you can learn about Maths through learning about how to buy house interest rates yeah. your VAT stuff like that and then we teach kids how to use them formulas in real life by incorporating maths and life skills together yeah and then we do that from like year 7 till 9 and then at year 9 you can still study like three core like life skill english math science subjects and that year nine, because I remember in year 10, it was that year 10 I was allowed to choose the subjects I wanted to go yeah. into. It's, yeah, only, yeah. it's only two years. It's GCSEs, yeah. it's when you bring your GCSEs. But it's only two years to learn everything. Yeah. Like, I feel like we could benefit from an extra year. Yeah. Imagine like, a lesson where it actually just walks you through the process after you've left school and then yes. you go and you, you buy a house and then how that's going to work and then you go through and you talk about getting your, you know, your pension and you talk about marriage and you talk about prenuptial agreements and you go through mm. and there's actually a, a real discussion and, and a you, life after school lesson yeah, different yeah. bank accounts different investment opportunities different and you do all this mm. and imagine how much better as a as a workforce and, and a population we'd be this all that's this a different all, subject this all links to the next topic mate huh. should there be lessons in romance and relationships and i ask this because the world is not a terminal yet again i mean we're not mm. positive if an alien listens to this we're not painting a particularly positive picture of the world at the moment, <laughs> but the romance sphere yeah. has utterly, utterly fallen into turmoil. Ben, what are you saying about it, mate? You said earlier you had a few concerns. More, more than a few concerns. Well, uh, mate, mate. I'd like to hear them, please. Mate, romance in the 21st century is fucked. Oh, here we <laughs> it go. is with an uh, capital F, mate. Like, oh, where to begin? Um, biggest, biggest issue of romance in this day and age. All right. It's three things, I think. Yeah. I, it's it's shallowness. From both, from, from, from everyone. This is from everybody. Shallowness. Every, yeah, everyone in it who's, who's like in our age in the relationship stage at the moment. Shallowness, need, the need for validation yeah. and trust. All right. Like the, these, these are the core issues. Shallowness, the need for val, 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 validation. Validation. And yeah. trust. Yeah. Right, let's go into each one of those. So shallowness, how does that... How does shallowness, that... right. Well, where to begin? Uh, on one side, you've got guys going, she's got to have a big bunda, yeah. right? And <laughs> a got, big bunda? She's got to have a big... Land race alarm. She's got, that's a bumper. <laughs> yeah. She's got to have a big bunda, right? 
uh, and she's got to have this. Oh, but she can't have too many. She can't have too many likes on her Instagram picture. She can't have too many followers, or she's a slut, right? That's right. fucking stupid. On the other hand, you got women saying like, "Oh, he's got to have like fresh trim, grey joggers, be over six foot." Yeah. And 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 they'll look at. They'll take one look at your Instagram, and this is from both sides. They'll take one look at your Instagram. Boom, they're not interested yeah. anymore. Uh, and that is so stupid because you're not even giving people a chance anymore. Mate. Right. Everything these days is like so instant. We have things at the tip of our fingers that we expect things here and now. Yeah. No one's considering even delving into what this person might be like. Yeah. But then it's because they're being shallow. Yeah. They're, they're being surface level. They want all they care about is how they look, the aesthetics of the person they're looking for, which is important. But it's not. It's it's not everything. Yeah. No matter. I completely agree. I feel like the. You know what has not helped this? Mm. Dating apps. Yeah. Tinder, the graveyard of love, as I've coined it. <laughs> Honestly, right? You go on there. Yeah. Let's just when you meet a person and you want to know if you're you're attracted to them or not. Yeah. You don't just go to them. You glance at them for two seconds at one single angle, look away, and you've made an impression on them. When yeah. you meet a person, there are so many factors that come into it. What are they like? You immediately get a sort of vibe off of them. Yeah. What do they smell like? What do they move? Because some people, some girls just have a sexy walk, mate. Yeah. They walk and it's just sexy. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing. That bits and bobs sway here and there. And I'm, 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 you know, they don't even know it. Yeah, I'm captured, mate. They've got yeah. me. Um, and all these different factors that you don't get from a single, just looking at the first picture and you swipe left or right and you go yes or no. Yeah. I see it. That's all you get. And that level of shallowness in that just, just gut. Gut reaction, yes or no reaction to someone. Yeah, I feel like it's probably filtered a bit into actual dating. It's like, well, they don't mm. look good, so immediately no. Immediately, there is no yeah. chance me and that person are working because this first initial reaction of them, I don't want to rip their clothes off, and therefore it can never work. And most of the, you know, a lot of relationships that really work aren't actually with the the the, the you know your childhood crush. They don't end up with them, do they? No, you end up no. with someone not. You, you know, you often know it's someone you don't expect. Yeah, like that is the thing. You they come out of nowhere, and it's always it's always quite sad for the people who are just constantly looking, because uh, because they're not patient enough to let it come to them. But uh, that that leads me onto the the shallowness, right? I feel like sometimes before I'd done like a massive Instagram purge, yeah, and I was scrolling down my feed. I feel like I felt like I was looking at the same person's picture ten times in a row. Like that's that's how was it actually the same person? No, you feel like different girls, people. They're just all girls. Is it all girls and guys? Right, girls yeah. and guys these days take the same fucking photos. Yeah. Right? every girl has their back turned, looking over their shoulder. Bum. Yeah. Every guy, he's standing there with his boys. They all look fucking yeah. serious. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or or they have their fingers up. Or yeah. it's like them looking off into the distance like that. They they these really generic photos that Yours. everyone's guilty of. It's so true. All the originality is gone. Yeah. All right. I can look at a girl's Instagram page. Or guys, and just from looking at the first photo, I can already tell what the other photos are going to look like. Yeah. And there's nothing original on there. Oh, mate. So it's nothing true. funny. It's nothing... I don't see funny Instagram posts yeah. from people anymore. It's too risky, but everyone's scared of upsetting everyone's someone. Everyone's so scared. It'd be better if you could be funny on Instagram. Yeah. I think I think you're better off, honestly, than just being vanilla. Yeah. Just vanilla and in the average. Mm. Actually, you know, throw in a bit of chocolate chip. You know? <laughs> throw, throw, throw in a, 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 bit of a, a bit of a quirky oh. different post. I'd rather get... 80 likes yeah and the people that saw it really engaged with it and found it good than 105 likes random number yeah. 105 likes and everyone went yeah that's alright yeah because there's there's those people who just like put an emoji yeah or, or for their yeah, you I'm, might, I'm, you, I'm so guilty of it yeah. I'm so guilty but you of might it. not have anything to say but it's like it's when it's every photo I, I like some of my Instagram um, captions I don't give a fuck I'll just put yeah. whatever I want if I think it if it suits the yeah. picture sort of no, thing no it's it's, it's um, 
It's true. And some people will delete their Instagram pictures if they don't get enough likes. Yeah. But that that is telling. Oh, but to mate, me. how how when you get and this might lead into point two, which I believe was validation. validation. Yeah, it but is. when mate, the, the the power when you post something and anyone who, who denies this, I mean, there might be a few people, but we we all know that fixed feeling when you posted something and you're seeing. You get on all the notifications and you're just getting like, 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 and you're looking at who's liked it, and you, you do definitely have like, it's almost a physical and a mental reaction to mm. it. For me, it really, I can feel it almost when like 80 people have bothered to double tap and like his photo. There's a certain power in that. Is it so with your, your point on validation, then what is this what you're talking about with that? Yeah, is it's someone, someone will post something and they and the likes will start going up but if they don't get a certain amount of likes and a certain amount of hours yeah. they're going to delete that how, post how does this link to relationships this this links to relationships because um what i've noticed especially in recent years is both sides not i i guess they they're doing things more for social media than they are actually for each other yeah. like posting each other all the time yeah. and overly sharing their relationship because they are they are desperate to get like validation from social media. Like uh, a girl could upload a picture of her and her boyfriend and she wants all of her mates to comment and she yeah. has loads of likes on it. Oh, now. Can, can I jump in? Yeah, yeah. Don't you think the divide is so weird how a, a guy posts something yeah. and realistically he's going to get one or two mates who's going to put a, probably like a like a jab or a funny comment yeah. and a gorilla face or something like yeah, that yeah. Like, with like the tensing arm and a girl posts something. She gets 34... <laughs> comments one from her boyfriend the other 33 from all girls going you look gorgeous honey brilliant fantastic yeah. and how the how the divide there even though their mates probably like them the same amount yeah that's that's a lot of validation that's the kind of validation that specifically girls girls crave is they they want to post them pictures because they want to feel pretty in front of other girls yeah. and then what happens is other girls see them girls yeah. and it's no fault with the girl posting it they'll start to compare themselves to that girl and then they'll feel shit about their own bodies God. because they don't look like that. And that that's so unhealthy, mate. Yeah. They've spoken about... It gets spoken about all the time. Um, nobody seems to fucking listen. No, mate. I think social media is just as a general construct is pretty unhealthy. It's, it? cancer, it's, it's not good, man. It's cancer. We've all got it. Yeah. I can't get rid of it because it's actually really helpful to stay in the loop with all people's lives. And Yeah. I'll tell you one other thing that's weird. When I've... <laughs> if I follow someone on Instagram who doesn't <laughs> follow me back... Yeah. And I've seen them post a load of things and then I feel like I know them quite a bit. So I've actually been pissed on the piss before. And I go up to people and I'm like, oh, how was your birthday last year? And they're like, who are you, man? <laughs> Generally girls again. But yeah, I'm pissed. Yeah. I'm like, all right, whatever her name is. Sophie. All right, Sophie. How was your birthday last week? And she's like, who are you, mate? And I'm like, oh, oh, oh no, don't worry. I, no. I swear you do get invested in some people's lives when they there are some. Ways, there was this girl. There was this girl. She got pregnant, right? Yep. I followed every... She was posting once a week updates. I was hooked, mate. I was so <laughs> hooked. And she, I literally clapped when, when the baby came. And I was like, come on. That's it, girl. Get it out. That, that's fine. That as a social media, that's fine. Yeah, it's quite, that's quite innocent, that. Yeah, it's quite that, funny. See, it's a little funny. You yeah. just have to share. That's <laughs> it. Just, this is therapy for us. <laughs> we let it all out. It's the only kind of bumps that we like on Instagram. Ba baby bumps. <laughs> baby you know? bumps. None of, none of them bums. Get out of there. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. And, Please follow me. And make the final point you made, which I think was trust. Trust. What, what, what's going on here then? Why is this an issue, mate? Oh, mate. Nobody trusts anyone anymore. I swear. Tr Problem. There's, there's very few relationships I see these days that don't have some, like, that, that have a, a strong level of trust, okay? Right. We're, we're talking about, <laughs> right, where a guy or a girl will, their partner will upload a picture 
Yeah. And they'll go on their likes and they'll check every person of the opposite sex who's liked the, really? the picture. Yeah, I, I've heard stories and I've seen it happen. Cool. Like a guy's girlfriend will upload a, a picture. Like maybe it's a bit more of a revealing picture or a bikini it's, picture. It's interesting in itself. I'll, yeah. A we'll, we'll... bit, bit more of a bikini picture. Okay? Yeah. Maybe she just wants to look hot. Okay. Yeah. He... For the, insecure, the average insecure guy, he's going to do one of two things. Yeah. He's going to call her out and he's going to... Call, I, I've heard a story once and this girl literally just posted a picture of her with a lower cut V-neck. Yeah. And her boyfriend rags on her, calling her a slut. Really? Oh, yeah. Cause it, Mate, this is so the guy's problem. Yeah. And then he's... But girls do it too because then what girls do is if uh, their man uploads a picture, yeah. these guys do it too. They'll go on the likes and they'll go and they'll check every single one of the opposite sex's likes. Uh, like... Li- if they've liked it and see if they're following each other. Jeez. If they can, they'll stalk their profile to see if they're like more attractive than than them. God. And then they get suspicious. They're yeah. like, why is that person liking that my boyfriend or girlfriend's photo? And no. then, then they get suspicious and, and the to- trust goes. And it's toxic. It builds. And every time they do it, because they can't, someone isn't going to put out a photo and then they're going to go, by the way, please, in the caption, by the way, please can no boys like this because yeah. my boyfriend will kick off because that, if anything, is going to get more likes and comments. Yeah. And boys been going, mate, mm. you need to get rid of that man straight away. That is odd behaviour. It what, is. What, do you know what else is weird, yeah? And I do find this weird. It's like, when... <laughs> say say there's, there's a couple who've been together for two years and, and, and the girlfriend in the couple, because guys can't quite do it as well, the girlfriend will post a picture and it's really revealing and mm. a sexy picture. And I'm like... Is she just posting that? Why is she posting that? I can't get my head round it. So I've actually spoken to a couple of girls about this. Yeah. It's actually, well, I, I assume for the majority, right? Um, it's not for it's not for guys. It's for girls. Yeah. They they do it to impress other girls. Yeah. It's the I same. I can, there's an attraction in in impressing the same sex as you. Yeah. You do a yeah. yeah. It's, it's the same way. Like I hear a lot of, especially online, is like girls who will dress up like quite sexily for nights out. They're doing it to one feel sexy in themselves and two to impress other girls. Like a lot of them say, like it's not for the attention of men. Yeah. But then a lot of their partners will still take offense to it and they'll still get really rowdy about it. But mainly guys, mainly guys have such an issue with their girls. Like yeah, oh, guys are worse, man. Maybe wearing guys, a skirt I, too short or something like that. Yeah. In in when I studied psychology, it was saying that in in general, guys get more jealous about sexual related things. Yeah. So like a really sexy photo. I think you're going to get more guys who've got problems with um, a girl posting a sexy photo than girls will have of a guy doing it. But when it's more, if it's an emotionally based issue, girls will get more jealous. Yeah. So, a, so a girls are, will tend to get more jealous. Say you going to go out and have a really deep chat with a girl about something, yeah. another girl. Girls will, but that'll bother girls more than it would if a boy went out and had a ch- deep chat with a girl about something. I have a bit of a controversial opinion, but I, yeah. w- I want to ask you the question first before I say it. Go right? on, I'll give mine. This is most honesty. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is like this is to do with jealousy and like guys not handling. Let it, it out, mate. Right? Let it happen. If someone came up to your girlfriend, yeah, and all right, if someone came to your girlfriend and slapped her ass, would you immediately attack him? And what, so where are we? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, I don't know. You're at a club or a pub, like so a social place where there's alcohol involved. Nah, well, I immediately attack him. Probably not. Actually, that, that now, and here is why. I'm actually, first of all, I'm not a very jealous man. I reckon if there's a scale of one to ten. 10 being extremely jealous and yeah. 1 being not jealous at all. I reckon I'm a 2.5. Yeah, you're secure in your relationship. I'm really, yeah. but I've always been the same, man. I'm not. A, I'm just not. I haven't got it. That, <laughs> no, I, just, I just don't. Just don't yeah, don't. yeah, yeah, of course. But I, I definitely. I couldn't just ignore it either. So there'd be. 
I'd have to call immediately probably say what, what, what the hell is going on here yeah yeah ask her if she knows him or it's like maybe it's a bloke she knows who's just like he's, he's gay or something yeah. and they're really good mates yeah. and this immediately changed I'm not then just going to punch him in the face yeah. even though if he is actually dicking your missus <laughs> Then he's not going to admit it anyway. Taking your missus. If he is, if, if he is playing hard to sausage with your missus, then he's not. He's not going to tell you anyway. He's laying is he? the pipe. He's laying the pipe. Yeah. Um, but mate, you never know. You um, never know. But you know, I don't want to be cuckolded. No, no one wants to be, <laughs> except for people who like to, you know, who are into their stuff. No, well, there are those that are into it, mate, for sure. I mean, fair play to any cucks out there listening to chatting with the chunk. <laughs> Please come on. We want to know, first of all, how many men have had a go on your wife, and secondly, if we can have a go as well. We'll turn chatting, the ch- chatting with the chunk to chatting with the cuck. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> anyway, cucks. anyway, everyone, I think that um, that pretty much rounds us up for this episode. It's been We've dived in deep, mate. Yeah. It's not been bad at all, and we'll, uh, we'll catch you later, guys, in a bit. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.